With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're great to have so many calls and texts come through for Midday Madness. We'll head back to your calls and texts very shortly. But part of our Tuesday McCafe Coffee Catch-Ups menu is the host of the Global Game the voice of world football in this country, Simon Hill, has been good enough to join us. You can catch the Global Game on podcast or catch it live on SEN anytime you like. Uh, Simon, welcome to the program. Great to have you on. Thanks for your time. Pleasure, Dwayne. How are you, mate? I'm good. I heard Graham Arnold on breakfast today talking about a couple of issues, and I wouldn't mind throwing one at you. He said he wants to help the game at the lower level, which was an interesting call to hear him say that because have had quite a few callers talk about how to help the game at a lower level. Firstly, here's what Graham Arnold had to say on SEM Breakfast. You know, I had a Here great discussion the... with James Johnson and, uh, and that about, you know, if I do stay, I don't want to just do the soccer leagues. I actually want to help the game. Um, obviously, you know, as I said, I, my heart bleeds green, uh, green and gold for the, for the nation and everything. But I also, I just haven't uh, signed to do the soccer leagues. I've also signed to mm. help the junior national team's pathways uh, and getting the preparation and the planning right for the junior boys to qualify. But it's crucial that our 17s, 20s and Olympic team go to the Olympics again and qualify because without those programs in place, then it doesn't put the kids on the big stage and doesn't put uh, give the kids an opportunity to fulfil their dream. So that was Graham Arnold on breakfast, Simon. So a couple of thoughts on the re-signing of Graham Arnold and the, the thoughts on the pathway system that we've got now and how it can be enhanced. Well, first of all, on the pathways, uh, obviously the, the junior teams suffer because their, their programs are sort of splintered and it comes down to money. Um, I mean, the, part of the, what Arnie went on to say in the press conference was you know, having a national home of football and having more uh, funding from government for high performance. Um, what he means by that, obviously, is our national junior teams, both men and women. Um, our national teams play all over Asia in these qualifiers, and it's an expensive business. Uh, you know, flying people around the continent, putting them up in accommodation, um, having programs for them to develop as, uh, as footballers. So... You know, traditionally, and it's simply the case today, as a code, we have struggled to get that money. Um, it tends to go to the other codes. So we struggle uh, for pathways for our players. We certainly struggle with facilities. I mean, we see, you know, we see this week in, week out in the A-League where uh, some of our clubs are like nomads. They go from one ground to the next. Sometimes the pitches are good. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're oval stadiums. Sometimes they're rectangular you know, we have no homes and uh, we, we get, by comparison, very little money. Now, that's not just a, you know, a poor Oz uh, statement. It's, it's also uh, a statement of intent for this game and a question for the nation, really. You know, do you want to be competitive on the international stage in, in a game that is truly global? And if you do that, then you've got to invest in it, basically. So that's, you know, that's all part of what Arnie is saying, and I totally agree with him. In terms of his reappointment, uh, I think he's earned that. Um, you know, it's quite the turnaround because he was 
He was about to get the flick after uh, the Japan and Saudi Arabia World Cup qualifiers last year. I don't think that's any secret. Uh, but they persevered with him and uh, obviously rewarded Football Australia and the country with a terrific showing at the World Cup. So I'm delighted for Arnie. Um, in some ways, I, you know, I do worry about him a little bit because had he gone out uh, after the World Cup, he, his legacy would have been secured. Uh, now he's taken uh, that risk, albeit probably for a, for a decent financial return, mm. to be fair. Uh, for the next four years. And, uh, of course, you know, we all know in professional sport, things can go down as well as up. But uh, he, he's certainly earned that opportunity. And I, I don't think uh, many people will argue uh, with the fact that he's been renewed after that performance in Qatar. It was terrific. I won't play the grab, but he also talked about a football home, a training facility, a home for football yeah. in Australia. Yeah, well, I mean, I mentioned that. And, uh, you know, we, we certainly need that. Um, you know, our, our clubs need homes. Our game generally needs homes. Uh, as I say, we, we're like nomads uh, squatting on various different bits of land throughout the country. And it's because historically our game has not received the funding that others have. Um, so, you know, if we could have a national home of football, obviously, hopefully with some facilities attached to it, that would be a good start. But it takes investment. And, uh, you know, as a game, we, we are cash poor. So uh, we are reliant upon, uh, on, upon government, as the other codes are, but they play that political game a lot better than we do. And they have, obviously, a media that is culturally on side with those sports, whereas we don't. So... You know, things like the, the Men's World Cup uh, doing so well and the Women's World Cup, of course, that we're hosting, that all helps to propel our sport into the spotlight and, uh, you know, make people take notes of the fact that uh, we don't have any of this stuff. And it, quite frankly, it's time we did. Hmm. And I need to ask you about, I have so many texts about the EPL talking about Man City and Arsenal and the gap that's now sort of forming behind Newcastle and Man U. Uh, the EPL season is such that, well, there is a gap forming, and it is down to two in a way, or do you think Newcastle, Man U, can start to make up a bit of the ground at some stage, given there's so many games left? Well, it's, look, it's still you know relatively early to make that call, but uh, certainly the top two, I would imagine, are, are going to be the two that will battle for the, for the big honours. Uh, they be Manchester City and Arsenal. Arsenal have got the break on City at the moment, but they've got to play each other twice still in the Premier League. And they played each other in the FA Cup. The Premier League took a week hiatus this week because they were playing the FA Cup. And the two teams actually played at Etihad Stadium and, and City won by the only goal. So that shows you that while the gap is, is uh, quite a, a sizable one at the moment in terms of points, uh, City you know, remain capable of putting together a, a run of results and, and putting pressure on Arsenal, particularly as they have to play each other twice, as I mentioned. So... Uh, I think it will be between those two. Newcastle and Manchester United are certainly on the up, um, but I don't think it's going to be this season. I think it'll be Arsenal or City. You mentioned the FA Cup. There's still there's always fairy tales, but there seems to be a few more. You've got, uh, well, apart from the movie, I wouldn't know where Grimsby is. Uh, Wrexham's got the Hollywood stars like Ryan Reynolds owning them, so they've become a big story. Fleetwood Town's still alive. So, yeah, the, the fairy tales are still there. Yeah, I mean, Wrexham is a great story because, uh, you know, they are owned these days, as many people know, by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, uh, two Hollywood stars. And uh, they've stated that their aim is to get to the Premier League. At the moment, they're Wrexham, who are in North Wales, 
that's where they're located. They're in the National League, which is the fifth tier of English football. But of course, with the promotion and relegation system, and uh, we could do with that in our country as well. That's yep. another story. Um, they're on their way up, and uh, they were only denied by a, a 95th minute. Uh, injury time goal by Sheffield United's John Egan in the fourth round of the cup. Otherwise, they would have been through to, to the fifth round. So that, that's certainly uh, a great story. Uh, Grimsby, I can tell you, is on the northeast coast of England. It's Lincolnshire, a fishing town, and you can smell it from about 15 miles away when you drive in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but you still got Man City, what man you, and Tottenham at the top end of that. So the fairy tale teams have still got a bit to beat. Yeah, look, you know, they're not going to the, the smaller clubs are not going to win the cup, but uh, obviously it's about making a name for themselves and maybe collecting a scalp or two along the way. And Wrexham did that, you know, in the last round they beat Coventry, who are uh, four divisions higher than they are in the championship, and Sheffield United are in that tier of football as well. So, yeah, look, that's the romance of the FA Cup. We see it here as well with the Australia Cup. Um, yeah, it's pretty unique to our sports. Uh, you, you play full-time professional, you know, big guns from the Premier League against teams from the second or third division. We saw this with Stevenage, who went out yesterday to Stoke, uh, but they beat Aston Villa on their own deck in in mm. round three. So it can happen, and uh, you know that's that's what makes our our sports so compelling around the world, or one of the reasons anyway. Want to point to a game or two in the A League? We should be watching this week. Melbourne City still. Continue to be top of the pots, but uh, what Central Coast are doing well, Western United, although a lot of people listening to this program in Victoria are still trying to work out uh, what in the hell is going on with Melbourne Victory. Yeah, well, Victoria are in a bit of a hole at the moment, on and off the pitch. And as I understand it, there's a big uh, off the field meeting today to decide whether 777 partners who have invested in the club to the tune of 20%. Uh, are going to be given the option to expand that holding up to 70%. If they do that, then I don't know. There may be new investment coming into Melbourne Victory off the pitch. Obviously, they've had a very difficult season. Um, you know, the, 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 the crowd trouble, the, the financial penalties that followed on from that, and the fact that they just haven't been able to score enough goals, which means that, you know, they're five points adrift at the foot of the ladder at the moment. And it's a, it's a head-scratcher, to be honest, because on paper, they've got you know, more than enough quality to be challenging at the other end. So hopefully, as one of our biggest clubs, they'll turn that around because, you know, the A-League needs a strong victory. Uh, in terms of where we're at at the top, well, Melbourne City just having just a little bit of a wobble at the moment, three consecutive draws. It's not exactly crisis territory, um, but uh, they have to come from two goals down to, to get a point against Adelaide at the weekend. And uh, I guess the big game, or one of the big games this weekend, is uh, Sydney against... Central Coast Mariners, and that's an intriguing one because the Mariners, who were involved in the game of the weekend against the Wanderers, are just gone. Uh, they're going really well, and, and Sydney can't win at the Sydney Football Stadium. So that, that'll be one of the intriguing clashes, but there's a few others. Great to have you, Simon. Uh, if you want to hear more of Simon, just check out the Global Game on SEN, and uh, you can get a, a larger dose. But it's nice to have a little one today, Simon. I appreciate you jumping on. Pleasure, Dwayne. Simon Hill, host of the Global Game and the voice of world football in this country. Take a break for news. Come straight back to your calls and your texts. So if you want to jump on the line, one 736 736 The open line number brought to us by Werribee Kia. Werribee Kia awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year. Werribee Kia makes buying cars easy and you can drop down and say hello to David, Janan, Aid, Jim, the whole team are down there. They'd love to see you. If you're in the market for a new or used car, drop down and 
say hello. Give me text coming through as well on the 40 Winks Temper text machine 0433 98 11 16. Temper, consumer's choice winner, mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. Back with more next.